0: back to marriage monday thanks so much for joining with me my name is dave berenger and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one monday at a time today we are still in our listener request series and we are answering the simple question what would you tell a couple who is getting married or who has been recently married this came from a number of people who were engaged or they just got married and they just simply said what advice would you give And so I've got five things, five tips that I want to give to any couple that has been recently married or you're getting ready to get married. And quite frankly, if you are married, I think this stuff is still good for you. So number one, this is what I would say to any young couple. I need you to over communicate, over communicate. No joke. Eighty five percent of the issues that come into my office can be solved or made healthier by simple communication. In fact, let me say it this way. Almost every disagreement in marriage can be chalked up to miscommunication or a lack of communication. I'm saying almost every disagreement in marriage can be chalked up to that miscommunication or lack thereof. I need you to over-communicate, which means I need you to communicate clearly and often. I need you to repeat yourself. I need you to repeat your voice. I need you to repeat thoughts in different ways because the goal is not to hammer your spouse with information, but to clearly communicate things so that your spouse understands what's being said. You may not realize this, but just because you may feel that you are clear does not mean you are actually clear. And I get this from couples all the time. Well, Pastor Dave, we talk, we talk all the time, but you can talk all the time, but not communicate well. You have to actually get into the place where you are communicating clearly. You communicate often. You may have to repeat yourself in different ways so that your spouse can catch not just what the information is, but the heart that's behind it. Now, let me me give some advice to to the individual that's listening. If your spouse is trying to repeat and be clear about things, make sure that you repeat back to them what you heard. Repeat back to them what they were asking the emotion they are communicating, and the desired result. Because if you can do that, that's going to tell your spouse that you caught everything that they said. Because if you say something incorrect, that doesn't necessarily mean that you got it wrong. It may mean that your spouse wasn't clear and it just keeps you both working. So over communicate. Number two, be honest about what you want, need, and expect. Be honest about what you want, need, and expect. Now, this sounds very similar to number one, but it's actually a bit different because it's critically important to be uh, not just overly um, communicative towards your spouse, but you need to be open and honest about your wants, needs, and expectations in every facet of the marriage. Now, your spouse cannot read your mind, and so you've got to get into the place where you have to stop working with assumption and you have to be very, very honest about what you want, need, and expect. Um, I've got couples that just live in assumption early in their marriage because that's just kind of the place where you thought you knew each other and so you kind of dive into a lot of assumptions and I get couples that get frustrated and they say things like, well, Pastor Dave, well, he should know about this. She should know about this. Well, He ought to have known or she ought to have known. They should know what to do. And I get a lot of those assumptions. And you can just sit there and inflict damage upon each other with assumptions. So let's set that aside because that's just not only unhealthy to your relationship, but it's unfair. And it's the recipe for disappointment in your relationship. Get rid of it all. And the best way to get rid of it all. Is be crystal clear about the expectations in your marriage. Be clear about your wants. Be clear about your needs. And allow those things to be laid out. Now, let me help you understand something. Because the longer that you are married, newlyweds, the more you're going to understand this. That with every seasonal change of your relationship, so can your wants, needs, and expectations change. I want to be clear. That when you go into a new season, maybe you are starting to have kids. Maybe you head into your thirties or your forties or your fifties. There's something about starting a new decade of age that brings some sort of internal change. Maybe there has been a death in the family. Maybe you're going you're going through a move, a job change. Whenever a season change, there is this moment where your needs, wants and even expectations can change. So don't assume that just because you knew the needs, wants, and expectations of one season, that those will carry over into the next. Number three, here's my wife's favorite piece of advice. Find humor. Find the humor. Because life isn't all rainbows and unicorns, and we go through difficult challenges and we go through difficult seasons. Dress is almost a certain part of every marriage relationship, and so learn to be silly together. Learn to joke with one another. Watch funny shows together. Uh, if you see a funny meme or a funny YouTube, text that or send that to your spouse. Get into the habit where early in your marriage that you are trying to find ways to make each other smile and bring laughter into the relationship. Everything in life does not have to be taken seriously. I want to repeat that. Everything in life doesn't have to be taken seriously. Learn how to laugh with one another. Learn how to laugh things off. Learn how to take things a little bit lighter that are really light issues. And don't take things so serious. Number four, establish rhythms and traditions. Establish rhythms and traditions. These are the type of things that the, the rhythms are what your, your weeks look like. Your traditions are what you celebrate throughout the year, and those are important. And so you need to have things that are just unique to your relationship, unique to your marriage, and that connect to your heart. So find first of all, find weekly rhythms from a standing date night or a date day. For example, Dave and Ann, uh, we take Friday. That's our date day, and it's my day off, and so it's my day that my wife gets to decide whatever whatever we need to do as a marriage we do that we do things from grocery shopping to a coffee shop to going for a walk to going on a hike um, going having a date night whatever it is that's our day together also, uh, we have a consistent time at the beginning of the week where we talk about the week and we forecast the week. What does the week hold? What does the schedule look like? Uh, what does my counseling load look like? What do the evenings look like? What's the kids' work schedules? And we talk about that at the beginning of the week so that we have a good flow to the rest of the week. And usually midweek, we have a reconnection time. That's another part of our rhythm to talk about how is the week gone and what does the weekend look like? And it helps us keep on track and keep in step with one another throughout the week. Those are important things. Find those weekly rhythms. Uh, What about traditions? This is something I tell every young couple that is a challenge. Um, I'll say this, one of the most painful things in the first part of your marriage may be the traditions of your marriage because your families may want you to celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter a certain way, but this is your one chance to establish traditions right now, here in this moment. Um, this is one, something that Ann and I wish we would have done early in our marriage, is set up boundaries, not against our families, but a boundary that just simply says, we're gonna do this for ourselves, for Christmas. We're going to do this for ourselves for Thanksgiving and have a tradition that, that we could have. And then after that, find ways to celebrate with the family. But we really didn't do this well early in our relationship. In fact, I remember having a family Christmas and our it was in our second year of marriage. It was our daughter's first Christmas. And it was almost 20 years from that point that we woke up on Christmas morning and celebrate it just as a family just because we were bending around what the rest of the family wanted to do we wish we would have just established traditions Uh, but you need to ask your spouse how do you guys celebrate holidays? How do you celebrate birthdays? What are your expectations about those traditions? What are you thinking that, that, that we would like to do as a couple and ultimately as a family? And then also, what does the outside family want us to do? And you need to find ways to get through those first couple years because you're going to have pressures. But after those first two years, you will have established your traditions in your family. I can't say they're just always going to be okay with it, but they're going to understand this is just what you do. And number five, be wise about who you discuss your marriage with. Be wise about who you discuss your marriage with. Man, I've, I've had people that have just never learned how to not talk to everybody about their issues. In fact, let me give you some simple advice. Never talk poorly about your spouse or your marriage to just random people. I don't care if they've been your bestie for years. I don't care if they've known you for a long time. If they are not Christ-centered, if they don't love you well, and if they're not going to be objective with you and speak truth to you, they do not deserve to have that information. And because if you just share with anybody and everybody the issues that are going on in your relationship, this is what's going to happen. Is they're going to hear things about your spouse and they're going to hold on to that negativity and they want release that negativity because you got to release it and then you walk away and you find reconciliation you find peace you find reconnection but that person that you release the information to they don't get to be a part of the reconciliation process and so you need to make sure that your information about your marriage you need to make sure it's private It's precious, and it's not aired to anybody with listening ears. Should you have trusted people? Absolutely. They need to be objective. They need to be wise. They need to be able to have permission to speak into your life and to speak into your marriage, and they need to have a Christ-centered heart. But those people should be very few, and not just everybody. Don't hamper don't hinder people's life with your negativity and your hurts you have to have outlets but you have to be careful about who those outlets are so those are my five things so make sure like we said over communicate be honest about what you want need and expect find the humor establish rhythms and traditions and lastly be wise about who you discuss your marriage with that's all i've got for today hope you have a great week have a great marriage monday and god bless.